everybody. Welcome back to a very special, very special Who's Your Band podcast. I am sitting here with my, my good buddy, Sean Morton. How are you, Sean? I'm good. You know why this is a special edition today, Jeff? Why is it special? Because we're, tape, we're pre-taping this, and we only usually pre-tape a day ahead of time. But since I'm going to be on vacation in three weeks, uh, we decided to take a, a quick half-hour episode I don't give a shit. There's no walls here. There's no. We don't have a. We don't have a curtain here. We're an open podcast, <laughs> so we're going to record a special edition for when I'm away, because quite frankly, I don't think you can carry the show without me. I you can't. Show by I, I I need Sean Morton here. It's <laughs> listen. Who's your band? Doesn't work without. It's, Sean. it's not a. It's not a one person show. This no. is not a one person show. There's the there's the guy who kind of steers the ship, which is you. You kind of get behind the wheel, and you're taking that ship in a different direction. And I'm basically the drunk sailor who yells things all the time. On that note, okay, let's let's get into our topic for today. And this is an interesting topic. Uh, we have discussed top guitar players, debut albums. I think this is a good topic for today. Let's talk about who our favorite top female rock singers are. Okay, rock okay. singers. So we're going to eliminate the uh, Aretha Franklins and the Whitney Houstons. You know, they're okay. great singers in their own right. But let's kind of limit it to rock singers. So um, I'll let you go first, Sean. And we'll do what we normally do. Let's go one for one. And okay. go ahead. Let's, let's, you go first. Favorite or you know, and this guys, this is in no particular order. These right. are these are singers that Sean and I really kind of like dig. So again, so you know, I'm gonna bounce around all over the place uh, with this. I'm gonna first start off with uh, somebody who uh, started off kind of like an R and B, really, but then for some reason went into pop and rock. And I'm going with Pink. Uh, you I think love Pink, Pink man. I you love. You've Pink. talked I about think... her on this show before. Yeah, not as much as Journey, but we, uh, I definitely love Pink. Um, one of the reasons I love her is uh, she doesn't mind taking chances. You know, she'll do some really hard rock and stuff to go back into some, some slower ballads. Uh, she just did a, a great duet with Chris Stapleton on her last album, Love great. Me Anyway. Uh, and one of the things I love too, I've never seen her in concert, and that's one of the things I really want to do. Uh, but she does all these ridiculous arabatic things uh, while does that make singing. A great singer? While singing. Like flying up and down on trapezes and, and yes. things like that. That she, takes a lot. What's, what's one of your favorite songs by her? That uh, my favorite song by her is a song called uh, Fucking Perfect. That's a great song. It's a great song written by Linda Perry from Four Non Blondes. Sure, sure. She, she uh, worked with a lot of, uh, of Pink's music. Yeah, she has. Uh, Butch Walker has worked with her as well. Uh, but she's, uh, she's really come into her own over the last uh, 10 years or so. And I, I think pound for pound, she's one of the best singers out there. Yeah, I, I, I like her too, actually. I mean, I, I, I like the Buster Chops a little bit with Pink. Well, that's what we Because she's such a pop star. But, uh, you know, you can't, you can't deny her vocals. They are really excellent. I like that song. Is it called Hey Now? I'm a rock star. No, it's called rock. Uh, so what? So what? I think that's a, that to me is a great song and a great vocal performance. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll give you pink. That's good. I'm going to go. And you have, listen, you do a show called Mount Rushmore. So I'm going to give you one of my Mount Rushmore of female singers. And I'm going to go with Ann Wilson of Heart. I was going to put that on my list too, but we're not going to duplicate tonight. No, I mean, 
listen, every, I think when you listen to a song like Crazy For You, it, you know, um, how it kind of builds into that crescendo. And even when she's like singing about Barracuda, you know, which is, you know, how women in the 70s were getting kind of taken advantage of by sleazy record guys. You know, she tells a story and her range is off the charts. And if anyone ever watched um, the presidential honors when they uh, did yeah. Zeppelin and Sarah her and her sister, it's, oh my God. Is there any, is, has, have you ever heard a better cover of Stairway no, I've never heard. First of all, it's not my favorite Zeppelin song by any means, by any means. But when I heard that, I mean, I was completely blown away. Absolutely blown away. I mean, her vocal range to this day is still, I mean, obviously people, their, their ranges trail off a little bit when they get a little older. She's not one of them. She can still hit those freaking notes. 70 years old and she could still sing. And you know, I was reading about her and you know, I didn't know that she was, she grew up very depressed. She's been depressed a good part of her life because of her weight. I still find her beautiful. Oh yeah. I would, I'd have to flip a coin between the two sisters. Yeah. I know because you had mentioned once before you had a little thing for uh, Nancy Wilson. Yeah. I always loved Ann Wilson. Yeah, I, I thought, wouldn't throw Ann out of bed either. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think we could throw her out of bed. But uh, I'm but sorry. I do, oh, I, I do. Look at you with the fat jokes. Yeah, I make a fat joke every now and then. Uh, she's robust, but I do, I do love her. I love her story. I think she's a great singer. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Ann Wilson. Excellent. So I'm going to also uh, keep in the hard rock range and I'm going to go with, with uh, Lizzie Hale. Uh, Hailstorm. That was one of my, that was on my, my mountain rush. My, my four yeah, Lizzie oh, fucking Lizzie Hale. She is off the charts. And I, I mean, I've been very lucky. Um, I always say like being at the age range that I am, like I saw so many great like uh, athletes, their whole careers, you know what I mean? Like Jordan and, and, and Jeter and, you know, Tom Brady, all these, they become uh, part of you. Like you, like you see right. them grow from a rookie to a superstar. Exactly. And, and they're one of those bands too, Hailstorm, because I can remember seeing them open for everybody. And then once they start getting a little more traction, she would do this intro for the song called it's not you, where she would sing acapella off stage and hold a note for about 90 seconds until the band comes out and then she would walk out and go, it's not you. And just destroy. Great song. It's a great, great song. But the thing I love about them too, is they're, they're exploring, she's exploring more uh, of their history as well. Cause they've put out like uh, three cover EPs as well. Love her. That, I was just going to get into that. That covers are great. I mean, as good as lately, Lady Gaga is that cover of uh, bad romance could be could be if we were doing a show on covers have to maybe be in my top 10 of all time great covers. and let me tell you i was there the first time they played it live get out of here yep the first time they played it live and they also was it a standalone show or was it a opening uh spot no standalone they were they were the headliners and Where then um, at the wellmont theater in montclair jesus christ what a great venue to see yeah that. great place and uh she was saying, now, listen, we have, we have a new EP coming out. Uh, do you mind if we play these songs? We've done them in the studio. We haven't done them live yet. Busts out Bad Romance. And I'm like, this is pretty amazing. Yeah. And they did Slave to the Grind by Skid Row. Oh, another great, great and song. Yeah. I'm just like, this bitch. And she, I mean, she they were, could sing it, too. She could sing it. She's a great rhythm guitar player, too. An amazing piano player. On top of all, there's just a lot of piano stuff. Uh, 
she, I always say that Dave Grohl is the last living rock star as far as that's alive right now. I think she's right behind him. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think she's think right, right now, behind rock stars, Yeah, as, as far as female rock star, I think, I don't I think you would, I don't know if anyone could put up a real argument who is a better female rock star right now than Lizzie Hale. Hey, do, you, do you look at Liz, Lizzie Hale as this generation's version of Lita Ford? No, Joan Jett. Ah, okay. So Joan Jett, definitely. And Jet. I see, unfortunately, I, I do see the solo album coming because every great singer tries to do that solo album and, you know, during the off period of the band, I do see that coming. I hope that they don't do go down that road of breaking up because her brother's in the band too. He plays right, right. drummer. Did she have two brothers or one brother? One brother. And but, he's uh, been in and out of the band, I think. No, he's been there since the beginning. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And they... um. I don't know. They're just one of those bands that every time they come around, they make sure I see she puts out 130% every single time. She's drenched when she's done. Her voice is shot. And, you know, she's just pounding whiskey after the show. So it's just a, it's a great time. True rock and roll star. That's my next one. That's a great pick. Um, well, you know, I was going to go somebody in a different direction, but you mentioned great piano player, great uh, musician. And, I'm, and uh, I texted you this the other day. Um, I love, love Amy Lee from Evanescence. Mm-hmm. Um, great. I can't get, an, you know, I can't get, like, like, I go down these, these rabbit holes and I'll spend an, an hour, two hours, just, just looking at different versions of songs and people trying to cover them. And uh, the song, My Immortal is, oh, if you don't, song. yeah, I mean, I mean. It, it it rips your heart out when you know what the song's about about losing a loved one and that that reminder of them is still in your head and you you know you just want it to go at this point you know it's 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 killing you it's ripping you apart you've done everything for them while they were sick and then having to deal with the aftermath of it um, I've listened to people try to duplicate the song you know Amy Lee in her heyday. I mean, listen, she's still young. She's under 40. Um, my God. And, you know, then, of course, Bring Me to Life, which is the band's big hit. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's so many great songs. And I just think she is a unique, beautiful voice. And, you know, she she's going to be, like, I guess, like my number two pick on in this. Here's one thing you may not have realized, too. It's tying it with Hailstorm, too. Hailstorm just put out a new EP called Reimagined, where they re-recorded a bunch of old songs in different styles. They put one cover on it. They She covered I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton. Oh, great. Well, yeah, yeah. I and she did, a, she did a version of uh, Break In, which is one of their best songs, with Amy Lee. So you have Lizzie Hale and Amy Lee together on one song. Album's not out yet? It's out. Came out last week. Uh, oh man, did you check that out? Yeah. yeah, it's a great one. It's only six songs. They read, you know, I like when when artists do that too, and they take their so old songs and kind of redo them a little bit. I love what what Robert Plant did when he would do the Zeppelin songs, but do them with like a freaking sitar and, and a you know a, an African drummer on, on a freaking bongo. You know it what I mean? Nice, it was a nice attempt. It was a good attempt. Plant. Yeah, yeah, it was a good attempt. Uh, so number three, I have to go with uh, one of my favorites. Not just artists, but just people in general. I'm going with Lady Gaga. Love Lady Gaga. You're I a real love Lady guy. Gaga. I do. Um, first of all, what you don't realize is Lady Gaga is a music fanatic. Her favorite bands are Iron Maiden and Anthrax. Is that true, or is that, is that yes, just for the press? Yes, it's very release? true. It's very very true. I saw a picture 
uh, with Charlie Benanti, the drummer from Anthrax, and his daughter backstage at a Gaga show. And Gaga actually put, I am way more ecstatic to meet him than she is to meet me. <laughs> so she's a huge music nut. Um, I've seen her a bunch of times. I flew out to Vegas a couple of years ago, about a year and a half ago to see her. Did the full-on band show, which was fantastic. Then I saw the piano big band show. And the girl can change on a drop of a dime, which is amazing. She could rock out, too. She also played with Metallica on the Grammys a few years ago, too. Yeah, I remember, I remember that. And this is what I hated about that, is that they didn't introduce Metallica. That mm -hmm. was fucking disgraceful. Oh, that drove me nuts. It was. And the, and the audio was a little off, but... They didn't put, they didn't put on... Uh, James uh, Mike until like yeah. a quarter through the song. I know. But yeah, she's a, she's an amazing songwriter. Um, her albums change from album to album. You know, the first one was very dance. Second one was very pop. Uh, third one was electronic. Fourth one was almost all acoustic. Have you and ever gotten a chance to see her live? What's that? Have you ever seen Lady Gaga live? Did, I, did you not just hear me 45 seconds ago say I flew out to Vegas? Yes, yes, yes. I, I did. I did. Um, oh God! Yeah, uh, you know, because I got in my head the story about going to see lately, lately, lately. I, I, what the fuck is wrong with me today, Sean? Um, today, yeah. <laughs> Lady Gaga, when she put out her first special, uh, "Monsters Ball." Yes. Okay. I won tickets to see it. Okay. And my my son was maybe about not eight nine years old at the time, and he was a big Lady Gaga fan. So I took him and his friend and the friend's mom. We, all, we, we go see this uh, this concert. My son, is even to this day, is a dancer. You know, he loves to dance. He's doing these David Lee Roth That's cool. uh, I didn't know that. jumps. Yeah. Um, he was jumping uh, and it was at Madison Square Garden and they were filming the crowd. They filmed him jumping and at the beginning credits of that of that uh, special on HBO, He's he's a kid jumping up in that special. Really? He made, so he has an HBO credit and I don't. And you never will. <laughs> you know, at this play point, the Irishman on HBO. I mean, are they playing the Irishman on HBO? No, no, it, it's exclusively Netflix. <laughs> Who's your next pick? Uh, okay, um, I'm gonna keep going. With, I'm gonna go with an old timer. Well, I don't know how old she is, but I mean, she is uh, again. How this? Artist is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, really goes to show you um, how fucking limited and how stupid the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. Uh, Pat Benatar. Um, she's just unbelievable. And to this day, she's an unbelievable singer. I mean, is does anything give you chills more when she sings uh, Promises in the Dark, uh, Hell is for Children, uh, Fire when, and Ice? When I need to get really, really pumped up for a show, I blast out We Belong. No, you don't. Sure, I do. Why? That's that. There's that's video. Fun. There's video of it too. Yeah, I can rock out to that. Pat's great though, and you gotta remember too. She was one of the the founding video artists on MTV as well. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah, she know? was. Uh, what was it? Love is a battlefield. Was mm -hmm. was was the big uh, and that, and that was that, that video was the one that really put her in big time rotation. Uh, it's directed by the same guy who did Thriller. Uh, choreographed by the same guy who did beat it. So really breaking out big guns for that uh, yeah. particular video. Um, I want to go back for a second about Lady Gaga. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a great video uh, on YouTube uh, of her before she's even uh, Lady Gaga. End. At the bitter end. Right, and she's doing uh, Dime Maker. Yeah. Um, yeah, that 
to me, showed that she was really authentic. Well, she went to the Tisch School for NYU for performing arts. Like she's she's legit. There's there's no denying her as a musician and as as a singer. But I'm just thinking as as a as a as a rock artist. Yeah, I mean, I I I do kind of believe that. But uh, yeah, going back now, go back to uh, um, Pat Benatar. Yeah, Pat Benatar, man, for me is I don't how she's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, really opened the door for a lot of, of women. For Lizzie Hale, you know, sure. Lizzie Hale's of the world, you know, to come through. She was the first real female rocker, you know, like like she was like hard rocker. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm going to go a little different with my next one, uh, and it might surprise you a little bit. Uh, one of one of my favorite writers ever, and I have like five that I always say are my favorite. Uh, Melissa Etheridge. I love her. I've yeah. I've been a fan of her since I'm probably 13. I would uh I would see her up in uh Massachusetts perform and uh Why Massachusetts? Well, when I used to spend my summers up there with my uncle and my aunt. So we saw her in concert up there uh and from her first album. And again, this is one of those artists that I've had the pleasure of seeing the progression from her just being more of a songwriter to going into deep blues records uh you know she had an amazing uh comeback after she had breast cancer as well uh one of the most amazing performances you're ever going to see on the grammys when um she came out with joss stone so joss stone was doing a piece of my heart by janice joplin melissa walks out bald head just came out and rocked and one of the most um just electric performances i've ever seen in my life and i read an article after that and she said i had to sleep for two days before and i slept for two days after and she mustered up all her energy just to get up there and uh just from a songwriting point of view i mean i'm such a huge springsteen fan <clears throat> excuse me and sin uh, and she is as well seeing her perform thunder road with with springsteen on the mtv unplugged and you know uh Another one who, without a doubt, deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'd never get bored of uh, her, even just acoustically by herself, doing uh, Does He Love You? Yeah. Like the way like I the do. Way I do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's uh, she's had a couple great hits, but some of her best stuff is on stuff that you'd never uh, you'd never hear on a radio. Yeah. You know? Look, big, big, yeah, I like her a lot, too. Um, you know, I'm going to go in a different direction as well, Sean. And maybe you wouldn't see this one coming from me, but I I really like uh, Natalie Merchant, Ten Thousand Maniacs. Yeah, she got yeah. a sweet voice. She does, very yeah, kind of bohemian. Sweet voice. You know, uh, does a fantastic, fantastic cover of um, "Because the Night." You know, you mentioned Springsteen. Oh yeah, so I have to bring that up. Um, but yeah, I mean, but also another song about child abuse. What's the matter here, man? What mm-hmm. a great, uh, great song about the weather. Uh, yeah, she does have a sweet voice, but it's a powerful voice and and pretty good range. I always think of high school when I think of Ten Thousand Maniacs, who's like all the, you know, I f- kind of fell into like that middle ground where like I was like the loner and listening to the rock and metal and stuff, and like all the theater kids and stage crew would listen to Ten Thousand Maniacs. You were the guy who snooped around Lilith Fair. What are you talking? About? No, no, I never went to Lilith Fair. Um, I'm not a fan of body odor and patchouli. So. You're a little fair. 
I'm not a big fan of that, but uh, I can always remember the theater kids always being so into ten thousand. Yes. Yeah, well, because she would remember she get to do her twirls and she'd wear her yeah. sundresses. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised she didn't if she let the pit hair grow a little bit. Ugh. You know, she was she was that, but she, I always found her super cute <laughs> and a great singer. Man, she was a great front woman. Oh, I just I just have a feeling that you have a freaking armpit hair fetish. That's all I'm thinking. That's why you're growing it on your chin. Yeah, well, I'm gonna transfer it. To- under my armpits <laughs> after uh, this right. COVID is over and done. So, so next one. Who am I going for my next one? I think, well, it's not hard for me to say this. Um, not only is she an amazing singer, uh, she's my friend. Oh, uh, I think we know where we're going here. I'm, go- I'm going with Cassidy Canzaro from yeah, Antigone Rising good. and yeah, from, uh, really good. from her solo Cassie and the Music. I got the, the pleasure to see her uh, last Friday, and our, our phenomenal producer Adam was there as well. And that looked, uh, that looked like a good event. It was a beautiful space. Um, she rocked out. She did uh, some her new stuff, some of her old solo stuff, some of her Antigone Rising stuff. Did an amazing cover of "Good Love Is on the Way" by John Mayer, which I videotaped and I'll send to you after the show. Thanks. Man. Um, I, just a lot of great memories listening to her and. When you see her live, the power that comes out of her is just unbelievable. She looks, she's a little person, okay? She's only like 5'4", and she's a teeny tiny thing. with The voice that comes out of this woman, good God almighty, it sounds like four people are singing. And that's what I like. Yeah, I I, I like her, and, you know, we wish her the best. I really do. Yeah, Um, definitely. For so many reasons, you know, but she's a good person as well, Um, you know. Um, all right. Uh, for me, next next pick for me is uh, I'm going to go Debbie Harry. Um, was always a big Blondie fan. And, uh, you know, my favorite song by them is probably uh, Hanging on the Telephone. And okay. it's, you know, she is there, is there anybody that really represents the 1970s New York underground scene more than her? And it's just so fucking cool. Well, they were different, too, because, like, that scene had these amazing bands, like the Ramones coming out. And Blondie was so opposite of the Ramones. You know, and Bowie was there, and there's Andy Warhol, and all these people. And the CBGB scene was just ridiculous between, like, 74 and 79, 80. And Blondie's out there, and they're completely different. They're a pop band. But they were just completely brought in and welcomed by the punk scene as well and she was huge for the whole fashion scene as well uh well, listen she was she was she was a a model and she but you know uh, but she was also she couldn't be categorized as just um you know just just a, a frivolous pop star i mean she had depth in, sure. into to this this song um i, I really i I, I didn't get to see Blondie, but I got to see her solo and her husband, Chris Stein, uh, was the guitar player. So that's as close to Blondie I ever got a chance to really see. Uh, it's a band I would have always loved to have seen, like a full Blondie set, but Debbie Harry is is my pick there. Closest I ever got was my best friend pulled her over on my, Jer- on my Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> well, how'd that happen? She was speeding and he was on, he was the cop and he pulled her over. And I he, hope he didn't ticket her. 
He didn't take her there, but uh, he also texted me and said, hey, remember all those fantasies that you had of Debbie Harry growing up? I went, yeah. He goes, well, I just pulled her over. Trust me, they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see. Who all right, Joy. Next? next pick is yours. Uh, I'll, I'll t- this is a weird one you might not see coming from me. Uh, I'm going to go Cheryl Crow. <laughs> not a fan. I- there's maybe one song good is no, good she, i love the slide guitar you, on man, it i'm has, not a fan really uh, uh she's a great it's it's i always think of it as, as music is in a, a different way and there's some artists that you listen to when you want to get pumped up when you're at the gym or have a show or sometimes we're an artist that you want to just chill out and relax with i think of summer when i hear her it's happy, it's fun, it's bubbly. The girl's been around 30 years. You know what? She's probably going to make the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before friggin' Pat Benatar, which is a scary thing. That, <sighs> and I hate to say that. That's a disgrace. But she's, she's, she's had a lot of crossover, too. She's done rock. She's done pop. She had a jazz period for a while. Now she's on tour with Willie Nelson, with Chris Stapleton, doing the, the alt-country kind of stuff. I love her. I've, I've always been a fan of her since she came out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, open your horizons, Jeffrey. I listen. I've I've listened to a lot of Cheryl Crow. I've watched her. Um, Access always runs this one concert of ours. Uh, I, the Capital one song I, I, yeah, the one I like. Uh, that one song I like. I really like a lot. Uh, I did a wormhole thing with that as well. Um, but I, I I don't know, man. It's, it's, there's something about her that. I just kind of find disingenuous. I I, I could be I think she's a dirty wrong. rock chick. I, I'm almost positive she banged Willie Nelson. I guarantee it. Well, who wouldn't? I would. But you would? I, I bang Willie. Listen, yeah. Come on. It's a it's fucking Willie Nelson. Yeah, it's, it's a, a legend. legend. You're hoping some of that, that kind of rubs off on you a little bit. Did I ever tell you my Willie Nelson story and it would go off trail? No. My first concert ever. ever. We've mentioned this before on the show. Wait, is this where you take your mother? No. Okay, we, man. No, take. My first concert ever, Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Stray Cats, right? July 4th. So That's I a go to a concert. I think it's a great concert. I, yeah. So I go to a, Willie Nelson's doing a book signing in the city. So I'm like, this is great. I have a guitar. I get signed by everybody. So I'm waiting on my turn. I go up there and I go, Willie, thank you so much. Would you mind taking the, would you mind signing my guitar? He goes, absolutely. He's picking up. He's playing, blah, blah, blah. So I go, listen, here's a picture of me at my first show ever. And he looks at it. He goes, man, how old were you? And I said, well, it was July 4th, 1981 in giant stadium and he looked at me and without blinking an eye he goes no nah, man that was 83 oh yes and the only thing i did hear you say this story was, and i couldn't well, believe how this guy remembered that with all the weed that he smoked his entire life love i love willie nelson willie's really. great willie's great but i think uh, when we do a show about underrated guys uh underrated artists i think he's going to be on my list oh that's not even a question not even a question, but who's your next pick? All right, my next pick, um, I like Chrissy Hyde from The Pretenders. Chrissy Hyde? Yes. What did I say? Hyde. This is not going to go good later on this afternoon when we tape this other show, is it? It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. We're getting, I'm getting all my aggression out now. <laughs> you, you do the talking. Uh, <laughs> yes, I like Chrissy Hyde. Uh, I think Hyde. Hyde. Okay. Uh, yes. Well, Chrissy Hind from The Pretenders is one of my all-time favorites. Um, I love 
oh god i mean there's so many songs uh i grew up with the pretenders um i do you know the song kid no it's a really great song. it's not one of the top songs but it's a really it's a really good i wouldn't even call it a deep track um okay. i would say it'd be maybe a third or even fourth uh single off i think it's off their second album um fantastic song but everything she does is is great i love back on the call on on, on the chain gang, chain gang and yeah i mean everything that you know that, that that she puts i think she's a great singer even her christmas music is fantastic there's one great christmas album jeff and one only john denver and the muppets there's no other christmas albums why do you have to say shit like this because it's a truth. John Denver and the Muppets. John Denver and the Muppets is a goddamn amazing <sighs> Christmas album. But anyway, I digress. Uh, as much as I don't, uh, she's not as good as she used to be. But when she came out, she was pretty, pretty damn good. Uh, I'm going Courtney Love. Oh, I thought you were going to go in a different direction here. What did you think I was going to say? I'm going to say that for me. Okay. Uh, I'm going Courtney Love. Um, the thing, she had amazing energy on stage. She would scream like a maniac. She had a subtlety to her voice. She could still sing very sweet. My only Agreed. issue, would, there's three issues I have with Courtney Love. Number one, Kurt Cobain wrote her first album. Live Through okay. This. Second album, Billy Corgan wrote. Third problem I have with her is she killed her husband. So that's another thing that I really... I can't look past, but if I look at just the music, um, I definitely put Courtney Love, uh, not at the top of my list, but she's she's in the middle ground. She's definitely in the middle ground. She, well, she's in your top 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Who else you yeah. got? Um, I, I was thinking between two of, of these people, and I've, and I've seen them both together in concert. But uh, I'll go with the headliner first, and then when we come around, I'll, I'll put the second chick on my uh, on my list. But I'm going to go Alanis Morissette, and I've All seen right. and I've seen her uh, a bunch of times. Um, she's really really good. Um, she kind of has that little bit of Natalie Merchant in her, where she's also kind of like you know kind of a little little hippieish, little little bohemian, sure. with a little bit more harder '90s rock edge, and even her 2000s like uh, hands clean. Is a song that that mm-hmm. I really uh, love. Um, you know, Jagged Little Pill, obviously, you know, is a phenomenal album. That's one of the greatest great albums day. of all time. And yeah. I, I've said this before. I, it's hard to find a, a perfect album, and that album was a perfect album. Yeah, the, I'm, you know, I'm drawing a blank on the third single from that album. Um, name a couple. Of, that it's, it's probably my favorite song. You want to know? Head over feet. Head uh, over feet. Ironic. Yeah, head over feet. That's it. That's you know, a, to you me, know how she made all her money? How she made her money? Yeah. Wasn't she a child actress? Well, she was on, uh, you can't do that on television for a while, but back when the internet really first started, uh, there was a great site called mp3.com where you can upload your music to it. People could download it, blah, blah, blah. So they were going public. So they were doing was a it tour. Kind of like a naps the type of thing? It was legit though. Like it wasn't fake. Like you would pay for it and stuff like that. So, okay. um, they're doing a tour. Uh, her and Tori Amos, right? I'm not a big Tori Amos fan. I'm not either, but so they had great business partners and said, hey, we're going to pay you a million dollars for Tori Amos for the tour. We're going to pay Alanis $8 million. And they said, how about this? How about we play for free? 
And they're like, what do you mean? How about we just have stock in the company? So they went, okay, no problem. We can do that too. Not thinking anything, you know what I mean? So Tori Amos gets about 186,000 shares of this stock and Alanis gets 878,000 shares of the stock, right? Uh, at like six cents a share, whatever it was, right? It goes public. It skyrockets to like 30 something dollars a share and they cash From out. Six cents to 30 something dollars? It was ridiculous. It was right when that whole dot-com. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff, right? Yeah, that had so to be at the of, end of the 90s, beginning of the 2000s. Yeah. So Tori Amos, instead of making a million, made about eight and a half million dollars. And Alanis Morris said, instead of making eight million, wound up making about $49 million. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. I never that, Wow, that's a true story. Yeah. No, I made that up. I ain't that fucking good of a writer for Christ's sake. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so I, I, I do believe. Wow, that's an insane story. Crazy, right? Yeah. My numbering could be off. My numbering is a little off, but it was hundreds of thousands of shares and millions and millions of dollars. Wow. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Good, good info out there. See, this, this is what people get from listening to Who's Your Band. Okay. It's very true. Find out that Linus Morrison made dick as a performer, but millions investing. Right. Okay. All right. So I think we should do one more each. Okay, let's do that. You know, and then we'll wrap it up. Then I'm gonna. Then I'm gonna go with. I, okay, I gotta go with somebody else. And gotta... uh, my last one, uh, just because I think she's fun. I'm going with Gwen Stefani from No Doubt. Oh. You don't like her I, either. Oh, not not don't like. I hate Gwen Stefani. Why? Because I think she's completely overrated and completely sold out. Sold out. Yeah, I am. It's called progression, uh, I, Jeffrey. Hmm? It's called progression. No, it's not called progression because she could have progressed as a as as a real artist, and she's putting out crap, crap. Well, here's uh, what I want you. To, I, I want you to look at this documentary called "Fire It Up." It's a great documentary. You can find it on Amazon Prime. It's about the 90s ska scene. And when you see how influential they were in the 90s. They ska were. Scene. They were great in the 90s. Yes. I love Spiderwebs. I, I love the first No Doubt album. You love the hits. They, they were great. No. I, listen, I, I I used to really, I was into ska. I used to go to ska clubs, you know, back, back in the day in the early 80s. I love that music. And then she just went off and went started doing like, you know, you know uh, that, that, that shit with Eve. And then oh, bananas song. Oh, the banana song. Yeah, listen. Oh, everybody has their on. thing. That's, that became a thing for for a, a long a it long did. time. And I, was, I wasn't a fan of that. Oh no! If, I, I look if at you longevity. would stay with no doubt. Oh no! No, I look I'm at not. longevity. I look at um, somebody who could put an album out twenty five years ago and it's still as popular as it was twenty five years ago, and that's Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. They had a great lot album. of great songs. A lot of great, great songs. Now she's like a fashion icon. Now she's hosting the, on The Voice. You know, I, but I, listen, you can't, you can't think of the 90s music and, and think of women without thinking of Alanis Morissette and Gwen Stefani. See, all right. With Gwen Stefani, there are two Gwen Stefanis. Mm -hmm. 90s Gwen Stefani is great. You know, Exactly. I, when I think about the 90s and that scene, I think about, no doubt, I think about bands like the Toadies. I think about... Um, underrated band. A very underrated band. Um, uh, Butthole Surfers. I mean, I remember going to all those uh, contests, Local H. Um, but, and, I, and I remember I met Gwen Stefani uh, once at a, 
at a Grammys party and she was very, very nice. But once she started to become a celebrity and broke away from, like, like, like you said, that's what scares me about Lizzie Hale. Even though I think Lizzie Hale is going to be much cooler when she, if she breaks away. Yeah, I think so. I think once she became a solo artist and started be going to hip hop and pop, I think that's when she kind of like jumped the shark and I'll continue. Who's your Who's your last one? All right, I was I was going to say something to piss you off, but I'm not going to go there. It's okay. Uh, I was going to because you you could you could have spent the, the next show ripping on me about that. I was going to say share, but love I'm not share. Share is one of my share. favorites. If I had to pick another one, I would have picked share. I'm not kidding. Is there something you want to tell me about yourself? Sir? Listen, if you listen to Cher's Heart of Stone album, okay, which came out in the nineties, if I could turn back time, just like Jesse James, Heart of Stone. Even before that, I found someone. I'm not even talking about the seventies Cher. Seventies Cher sucks. I do love that stuff, dude. She is is a phenomenon, and at seventy three, I would still throw her a bone. Uh, Agreed. Yeah, I will agree with you, but that's not going to be my last pick. My last pick is going to be Cindy Lauper. Ah, love her who I think is a better singer than people give her credit for. I hate Girls Want to Have Fun, but I pretty much like everything else. I th- you know, uh, I think All Through the Night is one of the most beautiful songs. One of my favorite of songs of hers. Right? Uh, yep. that's, a, that's a great one. Um, uh, you know, True Colors, I still think, is a really great song. Written by the guys from, uh, from the Hooters. Um, time After Time. Time after time, beautiful song. Yeah, she has a lot of really great songs. Some of them are escaping me right now. Um, but yeah, I, I always thought like she's more than just a uh, a pop singer. She she could sing. She could be a crooner if she wanted to. Oh, she's um, done country. She's done the big band stuff. She can she can sing, sing uh, torch. She, she does jazz. She's she, she's an amazing. Absolutely, man. you're absolutely right. She's very very underrated. But she gets always pigeonholed as this goofy, you know, uh, New York girl. But, right. you know, she's smarter than that. And she's a much, much better singer than, you know, than people give her credit for. And honestly, I probably should have had her higher on this list. I think so, too. I'd, yeah. I'd kick off old Canadian uh, bitch fest Alanis Morissette and put Cindy Lauper up a little higher. Yeah, maybe that's what I should have done. The yeah. other one, I mean, honorable mention goes to Shirley Mance. And uh, from garbage, garbage. Yeah. yeah, love them. Um, yeah, I always, you Listen, know, if I, I'm gonna do an honorable mention, I'm gonna put Joan Jett in there too. Gotta put Joan Jett in there, she is the, the, the godmother of hard rock. She is. Well, this is anyway, fun, and people, listen, let me explain something to you. We usually have a little bit of a script when we go into this podcast. Jeff, like I said, Jeff likes to answer the questions. And I like to just come in and, and throw in some weird facts and stuff like that. But this was completely off the cuff. None of this was written down. None of this was planned. And the reason why we did this, and I'll just tell you now, is our guest was running an hour late. So we had to record an extra podcast for when I'm going to be sitting on the beach, sucking on a Mai Tai, and uh, I wasn't bringing my laptop because the last thing I want to do is see Jeff Paul on my vacation. So we decided to do this on the fly, and I think we got a great episode out of it. So do I, man. Uh, I was looking back at past numbers, and that debut album one that, you know, did really, really well. And yep. I'm sure this one will do just as well. I think so as well. All right, everybody. So we will catch you next week with uh, another episode of Who's Your yes. Band? And um, I don't know who that'll be because this is probably going to be aired in about three, four uh, weeks from now. But um I hope you guys enjoy it. And always, as usual, please subscribe, share, uh, follow us, leave us a comment. You know, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely.
All right. With that, goodbye. Later.